Hey, homies. I'm Katie. I'm Sydney. And this is Something Sick. Uh, Happy birthday and R.I.P. to Princess Diana. We miss you. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't alive when she died, were we? I don't know when she died. I think she died in the 90s. Well, yeah, then no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we miss you. <laughs> that makes no sense to anyone. <laughs> Whatever. It is Princess Diana's birthday, everyone. When, As of the day that we are recording this. Yes. So. And during quarantine, definitely got sucked into the conspiracy oh, holes yeah. about her death. So It was very fascinating. If we ever do a Patreon... We're considering doing a conspiracy theory series. Yes. Including Princess Princess Diana. Diana. My mom does not like that one. She was really mad at me for insinuating that it might not have been an accident. It wasn't an accident. I will go on record saying that. I will say nothing else. (laughs) I don't want to be killed. (laughs) Join our private (laughs) Patreon that does not exist. And we have literally not done any research really for this. But... But we're, we have very strong feelings. Yes. So anyway. that's all we had to say, I think. Yes. <laughs> Except that we do have to send out some more stickers. So yes. if you ask for those, those will be coming your way soon. Yeah. Yeah. We're ready. All right. We still have more. So if you want some, let us know. Yeah. Let us know. We love sending out stickers. It's fun. Yes. So what are we talking about today? Give the- me a spook. Oh, okay. I wasn't <laughs> expecting you to say that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we are going to talk about the old Charleston jail, Ooh. which is way more active than I thought. Like, I've seen episodes of ghost shows about it, but I kind of forgot how much happens mm-hmm. there. So it's a bit wild. I'm excited. Yes. So, are you ready? Yes. Okay. The old Charleston jail is located at 21 Magazine Street in Charleston, South Carolina. Obviously. Uh, it is commonly referred to as the old city jail by the residents of the city. So I will call it both things probably. Okay. Probably more the old city jail just because I don't want to have to say Charleston over and over and over. But It's real hard to say, yep. you know? Sometimes it is, Sydney. Okay. <laughs> so the old city jail was originally set on a four acre area that was put aside for public use in 1680 when Charleston was first being settled. But the jail was not built until 1802, so a while later. And it originally had four stories with a two-story, oh gosh, octagonal, octagonal, I don't know which octagonal, one. Octagonal, I think. Octagonal tower on top. I knew that I was going to have to say this word, and I wrote it more times. It's good. <laughs> Forgive me. Also, this is off topic. I was telling Sydney about how I was listening to a morbid episode and they were talking about my hometown and they said it wrong. And suddenly I knew, I never knew why people would complain to them about saying places wrong, but I felt it. And that just reminded me of, but anyway, so back to the tower. Um, in 1855, a couple of architects made some changes to the jail, which included expanding the main building and adding an octagonal wing in the back. And I wrote, what is with them in octagons? I also could not remember the word octagon. And I, at first I wrote octangles. <laughs> I was like, that's not right. 
<laughs> I wish it was. Yeah, I don't actually. It made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so I'm glad I was wrong. Um, these architects also added some Romanesque revival details, like thick walls. That was the first thing they came up. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, Romanesque. Ra- like round arches. Okay. Groin vaults. I'm don't so, tell I'm me. Don't, don't tell. Don't ask me to explain what that is because I looked it up and I still don't know what it is. But it's called a groin vault. Can someone please explain? I mean, I can show you a picture later, but at least it doesn't look like a groin. So. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, to my, sorry. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Oh, we can cut that out. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not explain that anyway. We're going to move on. So there was an earthquake in Charleston on August 31st, 1886, that actually damaged the top of the top floor of the main building and the tower. And during this time, there were about 64 inmates in the jail and they were begging to get out of their cells during the earthquake. And so they were taken, thankfully, out to the exercise yard. And there was a convicted female murderer who was just like, let's go guys we're gonna leave and she led 43 of them over a wall to freedom girl boss which (laughs) i was watching buzzfeed unsolved and shane was like can you imagine just like this lady starts going let's go like (laughs) and they're just like okay and they're and then he was like says something like you're a murderer and we're following you and then i was like but they're probably also murderers and so it's like 43 43 murderers got loose great yeah Anyways, so after I mean, that, at least they didn't die in the earthquake. Yeah, I don't think any of anyone did that I heard of. Good, but after that, um, the top floor of the building and the tower were removed and from the damage, and only twenty-one inmates were left in there. So they never got them back. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> they left. I told you. <laughs> Okay, you would think that maybe they would have found them again. (laughs) I did not see anything that confirmed or denied if they ever found them. Okay, great. That happened. Uh, So the old city jail was operational between the years of 1802 and 1939. So that's 137 years. That is a, it feels like a very long time because other places, like haunted places, I feel like they're always like a shorter time Mm -hmm. than you think. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would assume, like I feel like jail's go away pretty quickly i don't know that's how it feels sometimes i don't know i feel like the jails are always the long ones yeah yeah sometimes i feel like they're surprisingly low also the look of this building i didn't write this down and i should have talked about it when talked about the architecture but like watching all the shows and seeing what it actually looks like the front kind of looks like a mansion house kind of thing and then the back part i feel like looks like silos because of the octagon and shape i don't know octangle octagon octagonal shape yeah okay anyways it looks very weird but yeah that's what it looks like now we're talking a little about the inmates and then i'm i'm i have like a list of like general groups of people what are you looking at? i'm looking up what it looks like i'm I'm sorry what are you doing sorry my attention span is very short today i just like i'm trying to picture it and so i just want to see it okay cool Okay. Can we talk about the inmates? (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So I'm going to talk about like general groups of people that were kept there. And then I'm going to talk about four specific inmates that have some history that I could find. So people that were kept there were union officers during the Civil War. So that's not great. Uh, And also 
enslaved people. So that's not fun. But then later on, Confederate soldiers got locked up in there. Good. So it was kind of like a karma. A, a switcheroo. Yeah, which it's not, it wasn't great at first, but it's like ended. Okay, not great. Uh, they also had high sea pirates stuck in the air. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm actually going to tell you about one. Great. So, actually, yeah, yeah. that last night. <laughs> yeah. I walked into oh, Katie's yeah. room and she said, I'm researching a pirate. Yep. <laughs> I said, okay, good night. So his name, I'll tell you the names of the people that I'm going to go more in depth of. Um, Jacques Alexander Tardy. That's the pirate. Good. Yep. Um, Denmark Vesey, I think. He was a freed enslaved person. So that's cool. And not cool. The story, I guess. It's not fun, but mm, okay. okay. Anyway. Uh, and then John and Lavinia Fisher. And she is suspected as... The first female serial killer mm-hmm. in the United States, which some of the ghost evidence might suggest otherwise, but also Ooh. who knows? She might have thought she was innocent. So I don't know. So yeah, that was, those are general people that were there. And the conditions in the prison were pretty terrible. Apparently many prisoners would have lice. And at night when everyone's like trying to sleep, you would hear like guards boots like crunching on the ground and it was like lice eggs that they were stepping on yeah i remember hearing that on one of the shows i hope that makes your head itch because that's how i feel i feel like it all over my body um the bathrooms bathrooms the toilets that were probably in their cells they were basically overflowing and everywhere because no one was taking care of it they never really had enough fresh water and inmates would complain about maggots in their food which Uh, i would complain too yeah that feels pretty justified uh, the cells were not very big, and I'll post a picture of one because they were not big, and they would cram like 20 to 25 people in one at a time, and they would just have to stand. I wouldn't even want to be in there with three people, probably. <laughs> not even two, honestly, but it looks a little tight. Uh, over the years, it's estimated that around 10,000 people died there due to the conditions, torture, and executions. That's a lot. Yeah. It's around 137 years, and things were not good. Yeah. So, Yeah. That is a, it's one of the higher numbers of deaths in, numbers of deaths in a prison, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a prison. It's not like a hospital or someplace yeah. that you would expect more deaths. Like. Yeah. So that would uh, lead this place to be, uh, I saw on one of the shows that the historian called it easily the most haunted building in all of South Carolina. So, <laughs> wow. makes sense. And yeah. And that's also why people think that the city of Charleston has such a big reputation of hauntings. So the jail remains one of the more significant historic locations in the city that has not really been the recipient of any extensive preservation or renovation. So it's kind of just, and there are people now that are kind of working on it, but it hasn't really had much work Mm -hmm. done to it. And it is one of more than 1,400 historical buildings in the Charleston Old and Historic District. And the city zoning board gave its approval in 1965 to use it as a museum and gift shop. (laughs) Not sure what the gift shop is or the museum part, but... Okay. Maybe it existed back then in the ni- in the sixties when it closed down in nineteen thirty nine. But anyway, that feels a little insensitive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after the jail was decommissioned in nineteen thirty nine, the property became part of the housing authority of the city of Charleston, which allowed for the development of the Robert Mills Manor Public Housing Project. And Robert Mills worked on the building and designed parts of it, and he also was the designer of the Washington Monument. Ooh. Yeah, good for him, I guess. Interesting. In 2000, the American College of the Building Arts, ACBA, 
I don't know if I wrote that anywhere else, so it doesn't really matter. Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I mean. The American College of the Building Arts, when I say that. Uh, they were given the jail as a campus and headquarters for their college. Oh, yeah. I, I do remember that. Yeah, I think their original building got damaged during a hurricane, and so I think that was part of it. And the college itself was established in 1998 in order to help teach craftsmen to work on building preservation, which... They yeah. were trying to do for the jail. Yeah, which is that's cool. so cool. Yeah. Uh, when the ACBA moved into the old city jail, they created and finished an emergency stabilization program to preserve the original structure, such as the structural steel towers in the main cell block, the oldest existing parts of the building, and the walls surrounding the property. And they did eventually move out in the summer of 2016 because they found a new location and a company called the Old City Jail LLC. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, they were part of like a real estate company, but they bought the jail in December of 2016. So in the same year, and they are wanting to do their own major restoration of the jail. And I think they want to add like a new staircase in an elevator, which I don't feel like you need an elevator unless you're I was gonna accessibility. Say, like, accessibility. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, I mean, I hope I don't really want people going in this building. Honestly, after hearing about the haunting, you mm -hmm. probably won't people going. Okay, in this so maybe either. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep them out. <laughs> so tours of the jail began in 2003 through a company called Bulldog Tours. So bulldogs. That was my middle school mascot. Cool. Yep. <laughs> I had that. I kept winning Webkin's bulldogs. They would give them to us. I had so many. That's kind of great. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very nice gift for someone that yeah. loved Webkins. I know. I loved Webkins. <laughs> I would have lived for that. Yes. So anyway, that's the tour company. And they have actually, over the past like two decades of owning and running tours, they have helped contribute over $1 million to the restoration of the old Charleston jail. That's awesome. Yeah. So now I'm going to tell you about some of the inmates, more of their stories. So first we're going to talk about the pirate. Jacques Alexander Tardy, but I'm actually going to tell you his nicknames were Tardy the Pirate. <laughs> or That's not a good nickname. Or John Tardy or John Late. <laughs> John Late. <laughs> so when I read on Wikipedia, that's what I used for him because that was what I could find. They, it said he was an atypical pirate and it literally said that he was unsuccessful. <laughs> that feels pretty brutal. Oh. You are well, unsuccessful, shock. which I mean, he was not a good person, really. And so it's like, yeah, okay, it's fine. But, <laughs> but can you imagine that's what someone writes your about whole you? identity is that you're a pirate and you're unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in my head, I was imagining Jack Sparrow. Yes, but I feel like that's offensive to Jack Sparrow because I don't think he would do these things. Okay, but. Yes. And I would not say he was unsuccessful. Anyway, we're not going into a Jack Sparrow <laughs> It also on on the internet told you what his typical pirate fit was. And it said he would wear a blue velvet frock coat and had a cane. Yes. But it also said he was pretty small. So he probably had a short, short king syndrome. <laughs> not king. No. He, he, if he's not a good person. No. Short guy syndrome for sure. <laughs> Literally, the next thing I read said that when he died, uh, he had gray hair and dentures. So it wanted me to know that. That's important. Yeah. You know? I will say now, I think the only part, like, I think they've, like, literally only found, like, his skull or something, and so people are trying to, like, recreate, like, what he would look mm -hmm. like, but I didn't see any pictures. I don't think I want to, but anyway, so, Tardy the Pirate, <laughs> that's what I want to call him, because I don't want to call him Jacques. That feels really fancy. Uh, he, his apparent 
um, MO was poisoning people. Hmm. So from the years 1812 to 1814, <laughs> Tari the pirate. <laughs> there's so many. I would call him John, but there's a lot of Johns in these stories, That's and fine, I don't yeah. want to call him that. Uh, he worked on the USS Congress under a Captain John Smith, and he was later suspected of poisoning the captain. Ah, good. <laughs> and he, Tardy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Such a bad name. I will just tell you, I never had a single Tardy in school. I was always terrified of getting one. Anyway. Punctual queen. <laughs> yes. Back. I almost clapped after I told Sydney I would not do that. Sorry. I'm a little giggly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Tardy was actually brought back to shore from the USS Congress and dismissed and flogged because he stole things that belonged to the captain and sold it to other officers that were working on the ship. Dude. Yeah, he was not smart. Yeah. He was not smart. Uh, John Smith did actually end up dying in 1815 at the age of 35, and the cause of his death was a declining liver. So it's quite possible poisoning did eventually lead to that. Uh, there's also... A lot more to Tardy's crimes, and I was going to try and write them down, but I kind of didn't want to because it was a lot and very convoluted. Anyway, okay. he was on a bunch of different ships, and he would poison a lot of people and get off. He would steal things. He would steal boats. He pretended to be a dentist and a doctor a lot. Oh, good. To get away with poisoning. Just, so, you know, yeah. pirate shit. Yeah. <laughs> pirate shit. <laughs> uh, so, to tie him back to the old city jail. Tardy was held there from, I wrote that wrong, 1825 to 1827 because he tried to steal a pilot boat and he had poisoned the captain of a boat called Maria and other people on board also were poisoned because he secretly put arsenic in the breakfast and one guy named John Benjamin actually died 24 hours later, but Tardy did not getting put in jail for this reason he actually blamed it on the cook john gibson dude and john gibson was also tried and kept in the old city jail and he was convicted and hanged on march 4th 1917 for this crime in charleston even though he kept saying i'm innocent so well that sucks, sucks. yeah so that's tardy the pirate and how he blamed someone else for that gross now we're going to talk about Denmark Vesey, and the Wikipedia page for him at top said that we don't, they don't want us to be confused with him, with another guy named Denmark Vesey with two S's, uh, who was, happens to be a rapper and record producer from Detroit, who oh, was yeah. named after this would've, guy. Would have gotten that mixed up, <laughs> yeah. for sure. So it's Vesey with one S and Vesey with two S's, and the one we're talking about is Vesey with one S. Great. <laughs> so... The OG Denmark Vesey was a black leader in Charleston who was a carpenter. A bit of his backstory was that he was most likely born into slavery and then eventually was enslaved by Captain Joseph Vesey in Bermuda before being brought to Charleston. And at the age of 32, though, Denmark actually won a lottery that allowed him to purchase his freedom for $600, which now that would be about $13,000, which is Insane. The fact that people had to purchase their freedom yeah. is so absurd. Terrible. Yeah. He got to pick his name. Like, he chose to be named. He, like, his name was something I didn't write down and I should have. It was, like, it started with a T. I should have written down. But he, like, had a name. And then after he bought his freedom, he changed his name to Denmark and chose to have the last name of the slaveholder that 
wow. hadn't had him before. I kind of think maybe it's a power move. He's yeah. like, that's my name now. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Reclaiming it, I guess. Uh, after he purchases freedom, Dem- I'm just going to keep calling him Denmark. Not the country, but sorry. So he was actually able to have family and a good business after this. But sadly, his wife and kids were still enslaved and he couldn't afford to like buy, buy their freedom yeah. yeah which is like terrible that's awful yeah but i do think he actually did keep kind of seeing them that's which good. is good at least but obviously it's hard to do that yeah but denmark eventually became an active participant in the presbyterian church there in charleston and then in 1818 he actually became a co-founder of the independent african methodist episcopal church i that word always trips me up <laughs> that's okay and it was in Charleston, and it became the Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church after the Civil War. So it got a little bit of a longer name. But I think the denomination was African Methodist Episcopal Church. And white clergy in Charleston actually supported this church, which I think is great. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And pretty quickly, the church became popular, and there were about 1,848 members very quickly. And they were actually the second largest AME church in besides like the head one in Philadelphia, which is where it was founded. And it was the first independent black church in the U.S. Nice. So that's very cool. And so now about why Denmark was in the jail. So in 1822, when he was 55 years old, Denmark was accused as a leader for pl- who was planning a slave revolt, which included killing the slaveholders, liberating enslaved people, and then they would all sail to Haiti for refuge. And at first I thought this was like, I was like, I, at first I read it that he was like accused and I was like, did this actually happen? They really were planning on this. Good for them. Which, yeah. Good for them. So I was like, okay, but I'm going to tell you why it's messed up that he was put in jail. Yeah. So, uh, people thought the revolt was going to include thousands of enslaved people in the city and outside of it on the plantations and that they were going to like kill thousands of people which mm-hmm. i feel like it's kind of, kind of justified, it's justified. So, um he really did help plan it but no revolt ever actually happened because on june 22nd of that year a militia was sent to arrest the suspected leaders and followers to try to stop something from happening because a couple of enslaved men who opposed the plan and were very loyal to the slaveholders they notified the groups of slaveholders mm-hmm. and told them that it's going to happen on july 14th so they wanted to get ahead of it Ugh. so nothing actually happened not a single white person was ever hurt or killed because of this supposed revolt um denmark and five enslaved men were the first to be judged quickly like in secretly in a trial and they were found guilty and six the six of them were given the death penalty they were all hanged on july 2nd 1822 literally 10 days after that's ridiculous yeah it's disgusting Eventually, 30 more people suspected to be involved in the plan were also executed. Denmark's son, Sandy, was found guilty of conspiracy and was deported. And the AME church was destroyed and the minister was banished from the city after this. What the heck? Yeah. So if that all did not make your blood boil, something might be wrong with you, but it's terrible. Yeah. But yeah. I think it was courageous of him to try to do that. But yeah. And His family was still enslaved. Yeah. Of course he's going to like fight for them. You yeah. know, like. And he just wanted to help his friend. Like he just wanted to help people that he had been in their shoes. It makes me so mad. Anyway. Yeah. That's absurd. So that's Denmark Vesey. 
And now we're going to talk about the infamous Lavinia and John Fisher. Her name is so unique. Lavinia. And his name is not. John. John. <laughs> so... Lavinia, as I said, is often referred to as the first woman serial killer in the United States. And I wrote this note down because I just want to talk about it and the use of woman versus female. Because everything I keep hearing lately has just been female, female, female. And it makes me mad. Hearing people refer to women as females makes my blood boil. (laughs) We were literally, I sent Sydney a TikTok and we were talking about it. And it was like, anything can be a female, but we're just asking you to identify us as human human women. Yeah. (laughs) Because like a fish can be a female. I don't know. Actually, a fish can be a female. I don't know. I don't know. A dog can be a female. Like anything could be that. So anyway. So yes, woman serial killer. Woman serial. Which I mean, I guess you can say it's an identifying thing if you're saying a serial killer is a human being and you're, I don't know. Anyway, I was doing this late at night and that's what I was thinking about. So. Good. So Lavinia was married to John Fisher and they both had lived in Charleston most of their lives. Uh, they owned and operated the Six Mile Wayfarer house, which was six miles north of the city in the early 19th century. It started to come to the sheriff's attention several times over the years because guests were disappearing and never really being seen again. Hmm. But there was no real evidence and no one really knew the names of the people. So nothing ever really came from those original claims. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about the alleged crimes of the Fishers. There's a couple different like versions of events that people would say. So the first one is, I feel like this one might seem more likely, but then another story kind of contradicts what I think. So I'll let you know. So this one is that Lavinia would welcome people traveling alone, mostly men, to come stay at the house and she would get them some dinner. She would pour them a cup of poison tea and she would just interrogate them about their jobs to see how much money they had. Like she would just be questioning them like crazy. And then she would send them off to their rooms to go to sleep. And after the tea had been consumed, the guys would pass out and John would go in and kill them. So that's one version. Mm hmm. So their version seems a little bit ridiculous to me, but maybe it did happen. And it also reminds me of a serial killing family that I feel like I heard about on Morbid or something. And I can't remember their names. The Benders? Maybe. Probably. You'll know after I read this. Okay. I can't ever remember their names. I don't really know. I don't truly remember the story. I just know the yeah. bloody Benders. <laughs> I don't. Maybe that's them. So Lavinia would do all those things, but her tea would actually just make them more sleepy and They would go up and be in their bed, and before they were passed out, she would pull a lever so the bed would fall into a trap door and drop the victims onto spikes in a pit below. Is that? I don't know if that's the family. Well, I don't know. I know the family was like in Kansas. I'm pretty sure that family. uh, Maybe it makes me think also of Lep Castle. Yeah, it does that kind of like. Yeah, but they they were like they knew they were going down in there. Yeah. Well, I guess no, they were like in a chair eating dinner. I think kind of. Yeah. But these people would just be laying in their bed, and all of a sudden. Collapse. Bye. Bye. You're going down there. So some people put their body count between 20 and 30 men, but uh, some say more like 120 people, but no bodies have actually ever been found. So there's really no evidence there. So one day in February, 1819, a vigilante group had come into the area of the six mile house to try and stop some gang quote-unquote gang activities and later they left after they kind of felt like they had resolved any problems and they left a guy named david ross to keep an eye on things and the day after david ross was attacked by a couple men from the gang and lavinia happened to be part of the group and she was in the gang yeah yeah and instead of helping 
David, which I think he might have thought she was going to do. Because she, she was a woman. Yeah, she joined in and choked him and smashed his head through a window. Oh, gosh. Poor David. Luckily, David escaped. Good. And he ran immediately and told the authorities about the terrifying experience. Okay. And like right after this happened to David, I don't know if it was the same day or not. I have no idea. I don't know the time, but it was like right after this happened, a guy traveling alone named John Peoples with P-E-E-P-L-E-S. Peoples. Peoples. Uh, He stopped by the Fisher's house and asked if they had any empty rooms. And Lavinia told him, no, we don't, but you can come in and have some tea. And he was like, okay. But he didn't like tea, but he didn't want to be rude. (laughs) And so when she wasn't looking, he would like dump it out. So he never actually drank it, but she just kept like staring him down, asking, he's asking her, she was asking him so many questions. Yeah. And eventually she was like, oh, wait, we do actually have a room that you can stay in. And at that point, he was like worried he was going to get robbed, which yeah, pretty fair since she's just asking about your money and you haven't been poisoned. Yeah. So you're pretty aware of what's going on. So instead of laying in the bed, his plan was to like sleep on a wooden chair close to the door to kind of keep an eye on things and in the middle of the night he got woken up by his bed collapsing and that's when he figured out that something was not right so he leapt out the window and ran to the police and got the charleston police how lucky that he did not sleep in that bed i know like he could have just been like no no like it's fine you know yeah bed collapsed and ran out the window okay so that made me think maybe the second theory wasn't so crazy so with both the stories from david and john the authorities were able to like gather lavinia and john's names and they went to arrest them and a couple other of their gang members i feel weird calling them a gang i feel like they're just like an outlaw group kind of thing (laughs) and john fisher surrendered pretty immediately and he was kind of trying to protect protect lavinia physically i think he thought she might get hit with some gunfire and then later he also kept trying to like offer up other members of their group to like keep her from sparing her from jail kind of but it didn't work there was about a year between when they were arrested and their deaths they both pleaded not guilty that's such a short period of time yeah i mean not as fast as 10 days yeah yeah but like it's not like that now no well like i'm glad i don't believe in the death penalty at all but like that's just ridiculous it feels like a long i feel like they didn't get even though they pleaded not guilty they didn't get to like pay bail or anything like that like they had to stay in jail until Mm -hmm. their trial happened and the trial ended up happening in may of whatever year this was i can't remember (laughs) cool i think it said 1819 let me look yes 1819 the jury found them guilty though and they actually found them guilty of highway robbery, which was a capital offense. So mm. because they didn't have any evidence of murder. Yeah. But they still got them on highway robbery, which is a capital offense. And the judge actually did give them an appeal and like let them wait for a sentencing or something until a court, a different court was meeting in January, like later, so like seven or eight months later. And in that in-between time, the Fishers were kept in a cell together with little supervision and what did they think was going to happen there uh they tried to escape (laughs) they tied a bunch of bed sheets together and john got out the window he actually didn't manage to get out but the bed sheets ripped before lavinia could get out and so she was stuck behind so he kind of let himself be recaptured did he fall (laughs) i don't think so okay (laughs) um this happened on september 13th which i wrote happy birthday niall horan but that's (laughs) sorry but yeah no john got recaptured Back to the story. Um, 
<laughs> got recaptured and yeah they stayed there and then eventually the court rejected their appeals makes sense cool and they were sentenced to be hanged on february 18th 1820 so there were about four days between their sentencing which was on february 14th and the date that they were supposed to be executed on the 18th mm-hmm. and during those four days john actually met with reverend richard Furman and kind of repented i think or quote unquote i don't even know what he did actually and lavinia was not having it she was like inconsolable and she did not want any counsel so the day of their execution there were about two thousand people there to watch it yeah the fact that people would the watch public that. wanted them to be executed also that was like the public's decision yeah. was that that yeah so when john fisher was on the gallus he went first before his execution the reverend read a letter that john supposedly had written and it said that he had become a Christian who could not be killed with a lie still there. And he said he was innocent and asked for mercy for those who had wrongly accused him. But then he all, he like kept he kept trying to like plead his case of innocence. But then at the end, he asked for forgiveness, which doesn't really add up to innocence to me or anyone. Honest, no one really believes that he was innocent. Yeah. So then he was hanged. And then Lavinia was a bit of a different story. She, honestly, this gives me chills sometimes when I think about it, Mm -hmm. but she pretty much believed she was not going to be, she was like, I'm going to be pardoned because there was a old law that said that you couldn't hang a married woman and which is why they hanged him first. first. Yep. You ruined it. I was going to say she showed up wearing her wedding dress to the execution to be like, I'm married. And then she was freaking out, flailing around and screaming. And then she was surprised when she found out that John had been killed before her. So she wasn't a married woman. And they were like, we can hang you now, which is terrible. That's so messed up. So then she gets up there and these are, there's two different versions that I've read of her last words. So one version was, cease. I will have none of it. Save your word for others that want them. If you have a message you want to send to hell, give it to me. I'll carry it. Or the other version that I've heard is, if any of you have a message for the devil, tell me now for I shall be seeing him shortly. <laughs> Which both of those give me chills yeah. and I hate Ugh, them. Either way, it's <laughs> creepy. So creepy. And she did not wait for them. She jumped off the gallows herself and hung herself but it reportedly took about 15 minutes for her to actually die. Ugh. And people obviously report seeing her spirit in the jail to this day. Yeah. And she is buried in a like a potter's field, I think, near the old Charleston jail. I think there were a couple of different spots people thought she might be buried in, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure she's just in a random field yeah. nearby. So that is John and Lavinia Fincher. Fincher. Fisher. <laughs> Sorry. And now I'm going to tell you about the hauntings. <laughs> Which has to do a lot with them, I feel like. So, cool. Anyways, so general hauntings of the jail include things like objects moving on their own, doors slamming, disembodied voices and whispers. Uh, The first modern reporting of a haunting that happened was that some renovations were being done. Renovations always lead to activity if you if you know anything about paranormal that's what seems to happen and it was done in about 2000 and the jail was like pretty sealed off after they had painted i think and they were trying to avoid lead paint contamination and when workers finally like came back in they found human footprints in the dust which that would scare the crap out of me (laughs) like i don't 
I couldn't, I would not know what to do. Like bare feet? Yeah, I think so. That's freaky. Yeah. Uh, some workers that were also in there, they were on the third floor, which is where they kept more of the violent people up there. And they were walking up there and they saw a spirit of a prison guard patrolling when all of a sudden the ghost started to charge at them and then disappeared. But still, I would not. Ugh. There's an episode of Destination Fear, which we'll probably talk about it. I mean, I'll definitely talk about this episode at some point. But they literally caught a figure like running at them. Do you remember the season two I premiere mean, one? If I saw it again, I'm sure I would. I can't yes. remember exactly. Is literally like a black Dakota like kind of. Oh, on his and camera. he like shakes. Yes. Yeah, it's terrifying. Like how clear it is. I don't know. I imagine that's what they saw, and that scares the crap out of me. Sorry if you haven't seen Destination. <laughs> you should all go watch. We're it. obsessed. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Sorry. Serious time. Not really. This is, I feel like, the less serious oh, yeah. part. But not that any of this has been super serious, but apologies if you are offended. So a guest named Christian, that's what I would say. That's what I'm going to say her name is, or Christiane or something. She came in around 2012 for a tour of the jail, and she took some pictures with the flash on in the second floor, which is where the Fishers um, cell was mm -hmm. and she took several pictures with flash and then she like was just disappointed she's like i didn't get it catch anything and then later when she was looking at her photos at home she said that you could see two distinct different faces in the darkness and she was like i think those are the fishers which i don't have that picture but mm -hmm. it's like that sounds pretty interesting because yeah. it kind of has to go with along with another story someone mentioned later so now I'm going to talk about BuzzFeed Unsolved yeah. because they went there, which is fun. We love them. We love Shane and Ryan. And so first they started in one of the more active rooms, which was a space where they would torture and punish inmates. And tour guides believe that there is a portal in this room because people have done seances and done Ouija boards in there. And I'm going to talk. I wrote down some funny things that happened on these episodes just to bring the lightheartedness in. So Shane walked in the room and said, this seems like a good place for a demon. And then pulled up a chair and said, they call me Shane and I'm here to send you back to hell. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And then Ryan said, we're here to communicate with you if you're human. Let's rock. <laughs> and then Shane called the inhuman ones a-holes and said that they had experiences with entities like them. And that's when they caught a voice on their spirit box saying, true. <laughs> and then they heard some weird bangs on the spirit box too, mm -hmm. which were like, they didn't sound like normal spirit box yeah. voices, but obviously Shane does not believe in yeah. this. But anyway, then Shane was talking about he would believe in ghosts if they caught an EVP saying choo-choo pickle pie. <laughs> <laughs> he also later said that he would love to hear Lavinia Fisher say choo-choo pickle pie. <laughs> I mean, me too. Yeah. <laughs> then they went up to the third floor in the death row room, I think, and that it has like a lot of metal walls because for reinforcement mm -hmm. so they couldn't get out. And Ryan said he felt something like grab the back of his shirt, which I feel the third floor seems like it's the most active yeah. after everything I've watched and seen. And also on the third floor, there is a wheelchair that apparently has the spirit of someone that died from cholera in it. And no one is allowed to sit in the chair. Oh gosh. And people will often catch cold spots around it and orbs. And sometimes it moves like on its own and hits people like it'll completely turn another way and like run into someone, which just feels kind of creepy. Yeah, that is creepy. And Shady and Ryan were both like, I'm going to sit in it. And like, I'm going to sit in it. And Ryan literally is like, I'm going to give it a clap with my butt cheeks or something or a high five with my butt cheeks. And then immediately cuts them going, I'm not sitting in that. <laughs> <laughs> it is very weird old looking. Yeah. Doesn't, I mean, it doesn't look safe. The, that kind of ties back in a little later when I talk about ghost hunters. But anyway, while standing around the chair, 
they heard some bangs in some other rooms. And so they're like, let's go look. And so they went into another room and they had a spirit box out. And Ryan asked, why do you remain in this jail? And they caught a voice saying, important. And then he asked, who's in this jail? Or whose jail is this? Whose jail is this? And the voice said, the beast. Which is very creepy. And then they also caught a voice saying, Ryan. It wasn't super clear, but it definitely did kind of sound like that. And that's what they said it was, so... And then they went down to the morgue in the basement and there's apparently a spirit of a young boy named Jeremiah who died there at a young age from cholera. And apparently his spirit will like try to hold your hand and usually they get like catch Why like- Why would he be in the jail? There were kids in the jail. Like I think people gave birth okay. in there and I think people's kids were just kind of like around. That's horrible. I mean, yeah, where else are they going to go? I don't know. Yeah. But- Yes, there were kids there. I don't know how old. I mean, this kid, they said that the cold spots, which was my next thing, like they would catch like cold spots down there, but it's usually only to around their waist. Yeah. But also, I do think there are darker entities in this jail. Pretending. Which they'll, yeah. they can pretend to be kids. And so they also say that Jeremiah throws pebbles at people or slips it into their pockets. So people will literally find rocks in their pockets and they're like, that did not, what the heck? Yeah. And there's also reportedly spirits down there from the Union Army's 54th Regiment, which was, I think it might have been their first all-black regiment, which is very sad that they were in there. Yeah. But I'm happy that they were there fighting. Yeah. So, and when they were, when the guys from BuzzFeed Dental were down there, they had set up a motion alarm down there in the basement, and it was set off by an orb. And honestly, the noise of this alarm scared the crap out of me. It was very jarring. But it was, and they were showing like, there were bugs flying around and it was not going off. Like there were things moving around that were not. Yeah. And like there was a very weird orb, which I don't know how I feel about orbs. Yeah. If Ryan believed it was something, I was like, maybe. Because I feel like he's become a little bit more skeptical. Yeah. But so that was one thing. And then they also caught an EMF spike while trying to communicate with Jeremiah down there. Then they start talking about Lavinia and they said that her mark is said to be three scratches, but I think that's demonic and yeah. I don't think it's Lavinia scratching people to no. be honest. Uh, inside of, they went into Lavinia's cell and they caught a voice saying dead and stop on the spirit box. Then Shane tried to seduce her with his belly button and Ryan joined in. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when outside on the stairwell, their static camera caught what looks like a figure walking by, like from near around her cell, which ties in a lot later. So I, I, this is very important that I think it's crazy that this kind of thing is experienced multiple times. And Shane obviously was not convinced by this evidence. Honestly, this is the thing that scares me the most about their video is yeah. catching the figure walking. But Ryan was like, I do think this is a spirit. He's like, I think this is the most compelling thing we've ever caught. Yeah. And he checked out everyone's timelines and locations from their crew. And they're like, he's like, literally no one else was in here. We were clearly goofing off. Like it was not us. Ah. Yes. And so then it was time for them to uh, go alone in the building. Yes. And Shane went first. They were literally doing the entire building by themselves. That's so scary. <laughs> yeah. So obviously Shane went first and he told the ghost to that they would probably be able to make Ryan poop himself. <laughs> and then he told Ryan to scare him when he was coming out. He was like, I think I heard something and said, it's kind of a weird vibe in here or something. And Ryan was like, I know I told you, but it's like, how do you not know that he's joking? <laughs> like, how do you not know? So then when Ryan was alone, he started to get act very crazy. He started yelling. He was running around yelling, F you. And I think I'm cracked. And like maniacally <laughs> laughing, yeah. running around. And then he like, at one point though, he was kind of in the area where they caught the figure and he started to feel something walking past him on either side, like mold, like 
once on each side, I think. And he was kind of like, that felt really weird. And obviously he didn't know that they had caught something down there. Yeah. But I think that location outside of Lavinia's cell is very active. And now we're going to talk about Ghost Adventures, which also had something to do with this. Mm-hmm. To start the episode, also, we know how we feel. One of Sydney's, the girl that interns with Sydney, literally asked her today, you tell a story. We were talking like vaguely about Ghost Adventures and she looks at me and she goes, do you think Zach Bagans is hot? And I was like, no, no. do you? <laughs> she was like, no. Thank God. So that was fun. And don't hate we, us if you. Yeah. Like, but, uh, it's okay. I don't. It's I don't. okay if you are. We have different tastes. Yes. But like. Very different. <laughs> but I, I like the show. <laughs> Yeah. Because I like Aaron. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, time to talk about Ghost Adventures. We always have to do our little... Every single time <laughs> we talk about Zach. it. <laughs> drag him down a little bit. <laughs> Knock down the his show's ego. great, though. It's, well, not great. It's just entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the guy that was giving the tour to Zach, tour guide historian, don't know what his job is. I think he might have been on a different show, too. I couldn't tell because there was different... There were years apart, so it was hard to tell. But he told Zach about a time... I think this kind of is what I imagine happened with that woman's photo where he was standing in a stairwell and there was, like, glass that, like, looked into one of the houses for the guards. I think it was something like that. And he was looking through the window and he thought he had seen a figure and he was seeing, looking and then he realized that is something standing behind me, like, their reflection. Isn't that so Oh, creepy? that's my nightmare. <laughs> and the stairwells are... Are like what people say is like more active and like the landings which is where they caught someone walking on buzzfeed and so it's just like that is so creepy so the tour guide historian also told zach that lavinia is present in the building and that people see her on the third and second floors the most often and this is when zach told him well somehow i seem to attract create a psychotic evil women and the guy was like well that might be good and he said it's not <laughs> and i was like okay zach I wonder why you attract them because you go looking for people that are a little cuckoo for you. Like <laughs> people are insane about him. I one time I was reading tweets to Sydney. People will literally reply to Zach Bagans and be like, "I this that's it. You never replied to me, but you replied to everyone else." <laughs> but anyway, it's really great. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, also, one more non two more non ghost comments is that Zach was wearing the ugliest jacket I've ever seen him wear. Good. And also, this is the episode that Dakota from Destination Fear Woo! won the contest to be on Ghost Adventures, which led him to work with them, which led to our favorite show. Destination <laughs> Fear. How many times? We're going to name drop that show in every single episode. <laughs> we deserve some money for this ad. What the frick was that? Oh, my God. What was that? I don't know. Uh-uh. Oh, no. What was that? I'm, like, crying again. What was that? We just heard something terrifying. It sounded like a like a pig or something. It's not like a scratching thing. Katie, what I'm was so that? I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to ignore it for now. We'll look in a minute whenever we're done with this. Look where? I don't know, Sydney. I'm really scared. <laughs> that was a very scary noise. I know. Yeah, I have no idea. Anyway, okay, moving on. Um, uh, hold on, I need a drink. You know, maybe it was something outside. Maybe it was them outside or something. I'm just going to Someone just it. closed that door out there, so maybe they were, like, moving something in it okay. and, like, scratched yeah. a wall. That's what I'm huh. going to say it was. That was one of the scariest. That was really scary. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> Anyways. Back, Zach Biggins. Back to Ghost Adventures. 
So they were doing a spirit box session, trying to communicate with Lavinia, and they asked Lavinia, when you were on the gallows, you said, if any of you have a message for the, and they like, we're going to let her fill in the blank, and they caught a clear woman's voice saying, the devil, which Zach said they had only had the device for like a year at that point. It was like a new device to them, and he said they've never caught anything that clear so far. And it was very, I will say, it sounds like they're saying the devil, so... That's creepy. That's creepy. Uh, Then later, outside of that second floor room where they caught the figure on BuzzFeed Unsolved, Aaron freaks out and says, I just saw a light white mist out in the hallway. And But they also had a motion-activated camera in the same position. That didn't go off until Aaron went out there. But he was literally, like, describing what he saw in the same area. Yeah. And when he was describing that, then they heard some unexplained loud knocking sounds. So that led them to go to a different room with a cell, like a different remodeled cell in it. So honestly, it felt like they were playing like, they were like chasing this thing around. And in that room, Nick, he was still on the show. He decided to go into the cell by himself. And while he's in there, there's like a big like plaster wall up to like block off storage, I think. And they all of a sudden hear something crash behind there. And so then Zach goes to go look in there and see what just fell. There's like nothing. He's like, there looked like there was like a bag of like cement out of place, but there was like no windows or anything that would have, that had, that were open that would have like pushed a giant bag of cement to fall. But while they're in there looking, then Nick starts to feel something like circling around him in the jail cell. And he's like, what the heck is going on in here? And then he caught an EVP and they think it says, you make me mad. It's harder to tell. Like that one's not as clear, but it does sound like a creepy voice. Mm -hmm. So they caught that. And after this, then they brought in Dakota and his dad, Rob, I think his name is. So <laughs> not write it down. I think that's what his name is. They put his dad in an isolation cell by himself and just left him in there with a camera and a recorder. And they put a camera outside of the cell just to make sure nothing was walking around out there. Yeah. And they had everyone else had like walked away from it and they caught a very loud bang in the hallway right outside of it afterwards. And they were like, Dakota's like, I think that's my dad. <laughs> and they're like, nothing's out there, but it was very creepy. And then the rest of the guys left his dad there. They walked off somewhere else and they were going to have Dakota try to talk to Lavinia. She's like, go down that hallway, take this recorder, try and talk to her. He walks down the hallway and said, hi, Lavinia. I'm Dakota, and I am a lot hotter than Zach, <laughs> which Incredible. power moves. It is so. a power move. <laughs> and then they're all like standing around, and they start to hear footsteps behind them and upstairs. And so then they're like, we got to run and <laughs> go find them. And then they go upstairs, and Zach sends Dakota into a room alone with the recorder. And he says, Dakota's like, looks really dopey, honestly, at this point. He was so young. He had braces. <laughs> and he says, and Zach goes, Dakota is all yours. Go ahead and embrace him. And Dakota holds his arms out ready for a hug. But I'm just like, this is very dumb. Yeah. And they did catch a couple EVPs talking like over the two of them while they were doing all this. And one of the voices said, let me out. And another one said, I want to go. So they did not want to be there in the room. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what room they were in. It was very hard to tell. There were like tables and stuff. So I was very confused about where they were. But anyway. So then Aaron, I don't, again, I'm not quite sure where they were, where they were. My hunch from what I learned later is that I think they were kind of around the torture room. I'm not sure where that is though. But Aaron started to, Aaron like walked out of a room and suddenly was like, I feel really nauseous. Mm. And he was like, I don't feel good. He was like, 
leaning against the stairway, like staircase and stuff. And I was just like, that sucks. And then at the same time, multiple of their camera batteries drained. And they also, then they were like asking like, who's doing all of this? And they did catch an EVP saying, get off him. Like yelling, like get off the bear. Yeah. So that was very weird. We'll bring the sick thing back around. Something sick? Something sick. Sydney was listening to an episode of Morbid where they said something sick. Yeah. And she sent it to me. I was like, why are you Snapchatting me on the road? Oh. <laughs> oh. And Sydney also doesn't Snapchat a lot. So anyway, neither do I. Just to be clear. Don't Snapchat us. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to talk about Ghost Brothers. Who yeah. we like have seen a couple of their episodes before, but we never like got into them. And then my mom told us to watch their new show, Ghost Brothers Lights Out. And they catch it's so good. Really good stuff and they're awesome yeah they're very fun so i watched this episode i was excited because they catch stuff and honestly there were several times where i gasped because i it startled me so they started the historian they were with told them mostly about the third floor they spent a lot of their time up there and that's when they well, that's when i really found out that that's where the most violent prisoners were kept and the historian told them of a couple of cases where once there was a woman who was bit up there and she ran across the room towards like a window because she was so scared she like couldn't remember where the door was to leave like she was just running around the room. Ter- I mean, I would be terrified if I got bit. And then another time up there, there was a mom with her 16-year-old son, which they all kept calling him a little boy. And I was like, guys, he's <laughs> only 16. <laughs> like he's 16. He's not six. Also, I, yeah. can I just say how weird it is that this was a jail for men and women and that they were like kids yeah. in there. Like all of that is so weird. Yeah. 1800s. Yeah. Anyway, so the mom and her yeah, and little her, boy, <laughs> little 16 year maybe I read, maybe I heard it wrong, but I'm pretty sure they said 16. But all of a sudden she was like, hey, my son's not okay. And he had like huge scratch marks up like his back, like up to his neck. And they were like, okay. And also later on in Ghost Hunters, I did, they did talk about how a little boy was like choked. And so I don't know if maybe those stories were the same one and they got confused, yeah. but they could be different ones. So I just want to point that out that there might, I might mention it again. I don't know if it's the same one or not, but anyway, so that also happened up on third floor. And then, so then they started their, their investigation. They went up to the third floor to start. And so they have like a bunch of windows in that room. And so I need to explain. So these windows are like, have like an outward glass, but they also have inward like shutterish type things. But they were like, so they're like the inward ones open inward, obviously. And they're like leaning against the walls and all of the windows are open like that. And they're all just kind of standing around. And then all of a sudden, one of the shutters on one of the windows slams shut. But it's not like, it's not if there was a, a shutter bree- if there outside. Were, yeah, yeah. If they were closed, the breeze would have opened them. There's no breeze that can close them, if that makes sense. And so they were all kind of like, uh, Dalen was like, am I playing? Am I tripping? And they were, <laughs> they were all like, no, you're not. Tri- like, you're yeah. not like you're like something did happen. Like they couldn't see at first. They're like, I don't know what that was. And then their faces when they realized was so funny. And then Juwan like tried to go and open it and he was like this is like stuck shut now and like he eventually did open it which is important for in a second so he did open it again but it like took him a second he was like this is way harder to open like this didn't just like kind of slam and like bounce back it was like firmly shut in there and so then they set up multiple um they set up two different types of REM pods one was like a teddy bear REM pod maybe I did mishear this maybe it was a six-year-old boy <laughs> I don't know I swear it said 16 but they were like they used the teddy bear REM pod thing to try and attract the spirit that would hurt a kid and they also set up like a normal REM pod on a different side of the room if you don't know what that is they beep when like something comes around them and 
So Daylin started asking a lot of questions and literally there were no, like it was not going, like the REM pods were not going off until he got around. He was like, are you intimidated by me? Do you want to hurt us? Nothing happened. And then he asked, do you only attack women and children? And the REM pod, REM pod just starts going off. And it's oh. like, seriously? And then he was literally just like ranting about like, how sick of a person do you have to be? And it just like kept going off. He's like, that you're still just confidently sitting here in front of us telling us that you like to attack That's women and children. Creepy. Yeah. So then three things happened at once to the point where all three guys suddenly got, they're like, we need to stand back to back, like in a circle. I love <laughs> because that. All of a sudden, a very loud noise happened out in the hallway. Some bang happened on one window on one side of the room. And then the same window that had the shutter slam shut, it slammed shut again after he had opened it again. And they were all like, well, on the defense, like... <laughs> We got to be strong, men. It's back to back. And so then they all went back downstairs to the base camp. And when they got down there, the REM pod starts going off again and not turning off. And it did not stop until Marcus and Juwan went back up there to check it out. And it turned off once they got up there. Hmm. And then Juwan was asking if the spirit was one of the violent prisoners that they kept on the floor. And then it was kind of quiet for a minute. And then the teddy bear REM pod thing, which the teddy bear has a couple like voices that it like yeah. does say. And then so it started to go off and it said, do you want to play a game in a little kid's voice? And that's when I gasped earlier because it scared the crap out of me. I forgot. Yeah, it said I hate stuff. that they would do that. Yeah. Like, just make it beep. Yeah. And so then it started to make like a normal REM potty noise. I think it like sometimes will say, oh, or sometimes it will say a sentence, sometimes it will just beep. And so Joanne starts moving closer to it while it's like normally beeping. And then once he gets closer to it, it says, do you want to be my friend? And it's so creepy. I really hate that. Yeah. And they were both just kind of like, I'm really uncomfortable that this is what's happening. Like, that this is probably who we're communicating with all of a sudden. And neither of them was, they were both kind of just standing there like frozen, like scared. And then it said, like, do you want to play a game again? And they were just like, no, I don't like this. <laughs> so then while they're up there and they're not like, Daylin is out at base camp and he keeps trying to like walkie them and they're not responding. And he kept going, their walkies are either not on or they're dead. <laughs> but so he was down there watching all the cameras. And then in, I think it's, I think it's the room where Lavinia cell is the doorway out in the hall you see a full dark shadow mist figure walk by so fast but like when you slow it down you can see like a leg and like it happens but i'm just like they capture such good evidence they really do but also it's the same spot where they where aaron saw a mist on Buzz, on ghost avengers and where ryan caught a figure on buzzfeed unsolved i'm just like what is happening out That's there so creepy outside of where lavinia was so then they all come then he's like guys you have to get down here and look at what i just found and then the REM pod on the third floor starts going off again and so Joan goes up there to be up by himself and Marcus and Dalen go to the second floor and they start using this like shadow detector, which is another version of the REM pod, I think. And it just kept going off whenever Marcus would be like, I think there's something up here. <laughs> like, and so it just kept going off when he would say that. And when Joan got up to the third floor, he found that one of their cameras and lights had been knocked over on the ground. He was like, I don't know how that happened because it was fully set up when we left here earlier. So then back down to the second floor. Dalen and Marcus started to ask if it was Lavinia that they were talking to. Yeah. And the shadow detector REM pod thing went off. And they asked if she was killed inside the jail. Nothing happened. And Dalen was in the middle of saying, were you hanged outside? And he hadn't even finished the sentence and it was going off immediately. Oh. Yeah. So then they asked if she was a murderer and if her last words were actually ta about talking to the devil and it didn't go off. And then Dalen asked if she was just a petty thief that was wrongfully accused and it went off, hmm. which I think is just like very interesting. 
if that's her version of events or if that actually is what yeah. happened. I think it's just very strange. And then they asked her if she went to hell or heaven and didn't go off either time when they asked both of those questions. And then they asked her if she was trapped there and it went off. Hmm. So it's very interesting. And they also asked her if her husband was there and she said yes, if it is her. I'm just going to say it is. And then they started like joking around like, I think they were both saying her name a little bit differently and they were like, do you say Lavinia, Lavinia? And then nothing was happening. And then they're like, do you have any nicknames? And they were like giving her funny nicknames. And then they said live and it went off and they're like, okay, we're going to call you live. <laughs> and then they were like telling her, they were like, we can be friends. They are very friendly, I yeah. feel like. And so they were like, we're going to call you Liv. And like, they were like, we're good guys. And then it went off. And they're like, oh, she agrees with us. And so Marcus literally goes, I'm going to dap her up. <laughs> so funny. I love that. And then they like walked away. And Dalen was like, I'm feeling good. And he was like, high five me, Marcus. And Marcus was just like, I can't see you. Like, it's dark in here. <laughs> but it was very funny i want to go ghost hunting with them too. i know they seem like a lot of fun we saw this thing that travel channel like posted or something that was like rows of three different shows in the row that i i wanted to make our own row and i wanted it to be destination fear obviously kindred spirits and ghost brothers yeah those are the three we want to hang out with so then back to ghost brothers um joan went down to the basement because no one had been down there yet and he when he first got down there he thought he saw something and he's like he looked really scared to be honest and then he also heard a loud shuffling noise later which like really scared him and he was just kind of like peeking i don't around. like shuffling noises you know i feel like this whole building that's like all you hear like on ghost hunters which i'm going to talk about in a second i feel like just everywhere they were just hearing like whispers and shuffling sounds like they were just like i just feel like everything is around you which makes sense if there were that many people in yeah, there absolutely like it's just a lot of noise and so then all three ghost brothers went up to lavinia's cell and they were like we're gonna use some trigger objects which they're pretty well known for that i feel like after we've watched their shows but so they first decided they were going to tie bed sheets together and tie it to the cell and um jawan they actually made him go outside and he literally climbed up the side of the building using bed sheets what the heck <laughs> i know and if you haven't watched it he's the biggest one he's the tallest yeah. one like i'm like that cannot be easy and so he literally climbed up to the second floor and like high five marcus through the through the window that's impressive but the whole time while he was doing that they had a rem pod in the cell and Dalen was like trying to communicate with Lavinia through that. And it was like kind of going off, but not really like that was anything. And then they all came back upstairs and they started to pour some tea as a trigger object. And the REM pods started making different, going different octaves and different notes. And it was like going insane. They're like, okay, okay, you like some tea. like. So yeah, that was how it ended. But I was just like, that doesn't really tell me that you're innocent. No. Of this. <laughs> so, unless someone else that's in there really likes tea <laughs> they're like heck yeah so give me some chamomile <laughs> so now we're talking about ghost hunters and honestly i told sydney this is one of the craziest episodes of ghost hunters and if you've never seen it also they're coming back with new episodes with the original cast for the most part and i'm so excited but they're pretty good about like not over exaggerating anything not making anything up like if they don't find anything they don't find anything mm -hmm. and so i feel like this is a very intense episode for them and so they started with a tour guide who did t who told them that mostly on stairwell landings women often feel like they're being choked it's always women but for the most part they also have been reported of being scratched or like feeling like rope burns on them 
Oh, yeah. like on their necks or like anywhere, anywhere. Anywhere. They'll just be like burning sensations. And this is also when they talked about a little boy being choked and having fingerprints on his neck. So I don't know if it's the same kid or not as the other episode, but that was also a report. And then the guide also told them that people report feelings of nausea in the torture room, which I think is what could explain where Aaron, that's why I think maybe that's where Aaron was because mm-hmm. that's the only room anyone talked about feeling sick in, which would make sense. And so for the episode, Jay and Steve, they went up to the third floor and they were in the room and they heard like loud talking outside of the room. Enough that they were like radioing their whole team, like, are you outside, like around the side of this building? And they were all like, no, we're not anywhere near there. And they're like, that is so weird. And when they peeked out in the hallway, that's where that wheelchair was sitting. And I was like, if I didn't watch BuzzFeed Unsolved, I would not know that that is a creepy wheelchair. <laughs> like, maybe that has something to do with it. And then at the same time, Amy and Adam from Kindred Spirits, love them. Faves. Um, they were downstairs, I think, on the first floor, and they were hearing like boot steps on metal stairs and they were like is anyone walking around they're like we're outside and they're like no these are like heavy boots on metal like i don't think it's you outside and then so then they're down there steve steve and jay are upstairs tango and another guy named brit are like walking around outside just to make sure like no one's out there like causing noise and then everybody inside and outside hears a door slam and they all like know exactly what door they're like it is that what they all meet up at this door and they're like that's definitely that noise and then they're like that's pretty weird and then amy and adam also this is just a thing amy was pregnant in the episode and so she was just like which is rough because spirits these spirits like to hurt women yeah but she just kept they did her and adam he was so protective and he just kept saying everybody leave her alone don't touch the pregnant lady like and she just kept having to say you are not allowed to touch me you are not allowed to touch me but that has to do with what i'm about to talk about so then amy and adam were walking through and they were going to a new spot and a female crew member named hagar she suddenly went something just scratched me and like said it was burning and it was like a small little scratch on her finger and hagar like did a little interview really fast and she was just like she just kept telling the guys she's like it's fine i'm fine like it's not it's nothing but they all like multiple people came to confirm that they saw a little scratch on her finger and she told them that she's not personally a believer of the paranormal exactly she's like i've never actually experienced anything on my own like that would make me believe that and she was like it would it would take a lot for me to actually believe in the paranormal and so i don't think she was lying about being scratched and then they continue they go to a different part of the building and hagar suddenly just goes okay i need to go outside right now i'm not joking and she's like i'm being scratched she's like i have scratches everywhere and she suddenly had scratches up and down i just got really close to the mic i'm so sorry she had scratches up and down her arms like large scratches on both arms and they they went outside and they were all taking pictures of it and they were like that kind of looks like a ligature mark like a rope burn kind of and it was so many on her arms and then she but then even after that she was like she's like okay it's something but she was like it would take more for me to like actually think that this is something How? like paranormal <laughs> i know so then they were like we want you to stay out here obviously and so then jay and amy were going to go up to the third floor together because i think actually they had she had been scratched up on the third floor hagar had and so jay was like i'm going with amy because i want to protect her not that i think he can actually protect her from this but he was being very protective and so they get up there and immediately jay just starts going my neck is really hot amy starts flashing her putting her flashlight on there and she's like you're really red like your neck and she's like is it here and here and he was like no but she was like no your neck is really red and she got closer and there were three scratches on his neck which i think is a little funny because not funny that he got scratched but funny that they're like women and children are the only ones that get hurt (laughs) i'm like what did you think jay was a baby because of his bald head (laughs) 
doing it anyway so he got scratched on his neck like from his neck to his ear like they Mm -hmm. were big three scratches and he was like i didn't even know it was three like very strange and obviously his hands were down holding stuff and amy had stuff in her hands too so it wasn't like they did that and then well they started to go downstairs and they started to hear doors closing on their way out and they're like oh it's probably just steve and tango coming in and they like radioed them and they were like no we're like outside eating like they were not in the building they were like what the heck is going on that's creepy yeah so then amy went back outside and i think she was kind of like done for that she's like i don't want to mess with my baby and like i don't want to do that and so um badass hagar went back in to keep working and they're like on the first floor and she gets scratched again three times on her stomach like she lifts up her shirt and she's like it's burning three scratches on her stomach and then three more on her neck very distinct on her neck and then all over her back she lifts she's with adam and this other guy Britt, and she lifts up the back of her shirt and adam like steps back and it's probably like 10 or more giant scratches like slashed across her back oh my gosh yeah and then she goes i want to keep going so they go up to the third floor. She gets up there, more scratches on her arm. Like just on like and she's like, that one's new. Like you can tell which ones are new. And then she gets another giant one on her side of her stomach that she hadn't been scratched in already. Like had another huge scratch. And they all just kept saying, like, you're not allowed to touch her. You're not allowed to touch me. Like they just kept saying that, but it was still getting worse. And then they're all like looking around and they're like watching like out on the stairwell or whatever. And they all see like a huge black mass kind of in the same area down below where everyone else has seen figures. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it blocked out light. And they were like, what? Like even she, even Hagar was like, what is that? Like, I don't like that. And then she finally was like, okay, some of my scratches are going away. But this girl literally, I don't know if there was a part of her body and her upper body that was not scratched, honestly. That's insane. Do you think that like they were like the ghosts were like respecting that they shouldn't scratch Amy and so they were taking it on her no because they weren't respecting her they were literally all adam was pissed and he was they were all just like you are not allowed to touch her like oh so were they touching amy no but i'm saying like they weren't respecting anything really yeah like i don't know i just think it's crazy that like amy didn't get scratched but that i think maybe because so many times i think maybe it has to do with Amy knows what she's doing with the paranormal mm. and knows how to actually like fully block that out. That's fair, yeah. I don't think this girl knew how to do that. Yeah. I don't think they were like doing extra on this yeah. girl because she didn't know how to like or because mm-hmm. they were like, oh, she's pregnant. Like yeah. I think they've had people have affected pregnant women before in there. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. So then they were like getting ready to leave. This is just the end of it. And my last thing. And they were literally like Adam was going on a rant about like, you're not allowed to follow us out of here. You're not allowed to touch us anymore. And she literally starts feeling something like touching all on her back. And she was just like, I'm uncomfortable. And then, but then they like walked out and she's like, I feel fine. Like, I don't feel like anything followed me. And I was like, I'm glad because your entire body scratched up. Like, it was terrible. So that is all I have. But I just thought that was the craziest episode. Yeah, that's wild. Like, someone that doesn't believe in this stuff getting a million scratches all over her body where they said that that would happen. Goodness. So, yeah. That is the old Charleston. Yeah, that's Old city jail. And... Before watching that Ghost Hunters episode, I was like, that would be a cool place to go in Charleston. I don't know. <laughs> I mean... As a woman, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I would think about it. Yeah, still. I think I would need to go other places... Before. Before. Like... To learn how like, to... Like, a little scarier. Because, yeah. like, Waverly's scary, but Waverly's not, like, that kind of scary. Yeah, they're not really jumping out in your... For the most part. And even, like, the creeper at Waverly, I think he just kind of wants to, like, freak you out a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's true. The big black will make you sick. Yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> Anyways, 
Always talking about Waverly. It always comes back to Waverly. <laughs> Everyone said, shut up about Destination <laughs> Fear and, and Waverly. Waverly. Well, we won't because the first episode of season three is Waverly. We might be making a spe- special episode about that. So, yeah. Or um, just add on to an episode and talk about it for like part of it. Just don't hate us. But yeah. great. Well, well, sorry for that chaotic mess at the beginning, but my brain was all over the place. I feel like I just uh, went off on I tangents. Mean, it's but. whatever. Anyways, you should follow us on all the things on Instagram at something sick podcast or on Twitter at a sick podcast or on TikTok at something sick podcast. Encouraged to need to make more tech. We have actually TikTok ideas. Yes, we do. We needed to make them. Yeah, make them blow up or email us at something sick podcast at gmail.com. Great. We'll talk to you next time, homies. Peace out. Bye. Bye.